Coffee Break Spanish Travel Diaries, Season 1, Episode 7. Hola a todos y bienvenidos a Coffee Break Spanish. Yo soy Mark. Y yo soy Anabel. ¿Qué tal? Uh, yo súper bien hoy. ¿Qué tal tú? Yo bien. Con un poco de frío, el otoño ya llega. Sí, tienes razón. No sé si el otoño ya ha llegado en, en Asturias, pero pues quizás vayamos a ver. <risa> Veamos, sí. Let's find out what is happening on our, our friend's journey through the north of Spain. As you know, we're following the, the travel diaries of Victoria and Abel. As they travel through the north of Spain, they've already gone through a number of places and they've moved on to Lastres in Asturias now. So in today's episode, we're going to find out a little more about this place, but also we're going to hear some examples of some tricky concepts in Spanish grammar. So I'm looking forward to this episode. Ya tengo muchas ganas. Sí, vamos allá. As usual, we'll listen to the episode first and then we will talk about it all and go through all the tricky words and phrases in this. So let's hand it over to Victoria. Había más cosas que nos hubiese gustado ver en las tres, pero no pudimos quedarnos más tiempo. Así que Tomamos rumbo a Gijón tan pronto como desayunamos. Allí vimos la iglesia de San Lorenzo y las termas romanas. Automáticamente me entraron ganas de ir a un spa. Antes de marcharnos vimos el casco antiguo y el elogio del horizonte, una escultura de chillida al lado del mar. Disfrutamos mucho de Gijón, pero esperaba que a Abel le gustase todavía más Avilés, especialmente porque íbamos allí por él. Yo, obviamente, habría preferido ir a Oviedo, la capital, pero como sus abuelos maternos eran del equipo del Avilés, a mi marido le hacía ilusión comprar una camiseta en su honor. Solo podía cruzar los dedos para que allí hubiese algo más que un estadio de fútbol. Lo primero que hicimos, por supuesto, fue ir al estadio de fútbol a por la camiseta. Después nos dedicamos a ver la ciudad y no me defraudó. Todo era precioso y los dulces fueron mi perdición. De camino al palacio de Balsera vi una pastelería de ensueño. Creo que me gasté allí lo mismo que Abel en la camiseta de la Vilés. I have to say, Annabelle, that I think this is probably one of my favourite episodes so far, both from the point of view of what they're talking about and also from the point of view of the grammar in this episode, because there's some fantastic stuff in here. Let's go back through it and talk about what's what, what, what we can learn from this. Espero que estéis preparados porque empezamos fuerte. <laughs> empezamos fuerte, tienes razón. 
había cosas que nos hubiese gustado ver en las tres. Pero no pudimos quedarnos más tiempo, así que tomamos rumbo a Gijón tan pronto como desayunamos. Okay, it's a long sentence to begin with. Let's just go first, go first of all back to the, the beginning of this. Let's hear it again. Había cosas que nos hubiese gustado ver en las tres. Okay, I'm going to simplify this a little. I'm going to say había cosas que nos habría gustado ver en las tres. And if you think about that, it would be había cosas, there were things, que nos habría gustado ver en las tres. That we would have liked to see or have seen en las tres. Que nos habría gustado ver en las tres. But the example in the text is different. It's actually que nos hubiese gustado ver. And it's a verb form that we've seen a couple of times. It could equally be que nos hubiera gustado ver en las tres. Both of these examples are of what, Anabel? Es pluscuamperfecto del subjuntivo. Even that name just sounds complicated. <laughs> so it's the pluperfect subjunctive, okay? Now, if you are familiar with the subjunctive and if you're ready to, to take it on, then please do listen to the next minute or so of this uh, this podcast. If you're thinking, mm, this is not really for me, I'll just sort of accept that it's uh, an example here, then that's absolutely fine too. But we would like to talk about this a little, and we're going to see it a few times in, in this episode, at least talking more about subjunctives. The subjunctive is just a special form of, of the verb that's triggered by certain things. And in this case, it's a little more difficult to identify what it is that's triggering the subjunctive. Because we could say, que nos habría gustado, so using the, using the conditional perfect, there were things that we would have liked to have seen in last days. But it's all, it's all to do with the identification of these things. That's right. So in case that we know, no, había cosas que... If we know those things that we wanted to see, we, we know which things, like we have a plan in mind, then we will use indicative. But uh, if we have just like a rough idea, someone uh, recommended us to do and something, but we are not quite sure what to do or if we want to do it or not, then we will use subjunctive. Perfect. Now, what you're seeing there is something that's very, very slight. It's a, a slight nuance of, of meaning. And uh, in this case, that's what the, the difference is between using an indicative. In this case, it would be our conditional perfect. Nos habría gustado. And the subjunctive, which as we can see in the text, is hubiese gustado. Había cosas que nos hubiese gustado ver en las tres. Crucially, if you're wondering about the verb in there and why it's singular, había cosas que nos hubiese gustado ver, then let's simplify this a little bit because we could say hay cosas que nos gustan, there are things that we like, but if we were to say there are things that we like to see, then it becomes hay cosas que nos gusta ver. Annabel, can you simplify this further? Nos gustan cosas, nos gusta ver cosas. Perfecto. Or in another context, let's change the context. Yeah, because this is a bit uh, weird. So, me gustan las fresas, me gusta comer fresas. Okay, at that level, it makes perfect sense. But it's just when we project that up to a more complex sentence, like, había cosas que nos hubiese gustado ver en las tres, that's when it gets a little more complicated. 
Okay, we've talked about this first sentence for about five minutes. Let's now pick up and look at the rest of the sentence. So there were things that we had wanted to see in Las Tres, pero no pudimos quedarnos más tiempo. But we weren't able to stay more time, to stay any longer. Así que tomamos rumbo a Gijón tan pronto como desayunamos. So we set off for Gijón as soon as we had had breakfast. So tan pronto como desayunamos. And just let's say the word or the, the, the place name again there. Gijón. It is a great city for practicing your J sound. So Gijón, Gijón. Vamos a seguir. Allí vimos la iglesia de San Lorenzo y las termas romanas. Okay, so there we saw the San Lorenzo Church and the Roman baths, the, the thermal waters. Automáticamente me entraron ganas de ir a un spa. Okay, so automatically me entraron ganas. We've talked about this before. Um, I had a desire, a sudden desire, literally desire entered me de ir a un spa, to go to a spa. Now, just watch the spelling of spa, S-P-A, but how do you pronounce that? Spa. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's difficult for any speaker of Spanish to, to say spa without the spa. Think of español and all, all these kind of words. Muy bien. Antes de marcharnos, vimos el casco antiguo y el elogio del horizonte, una escultura de chillida al lado del mar. Okay, um, so we, uh, before leaving, antes de marcharnos, vimos el casco antiguo, we now know what the casco antiguo is, it is it's the old quarter, y el elogio del horizonte. Okay, so elogio is like praise. Um, or or lauding is when you you put a compliment to when you give a compliment to someone. So el elogio del horizonte, the compliment to the horizon, or something like that. Eso es. Um, which is a, a sculpture, una escultura de chillida al lado del mar, beside the sea. Mm -hmm. Chillida es un escultor que nació en San Sebastián. Ah, muy interesante. So, Chiyida, a sculptor, uh, sorry, not a sculptor, a sculptor, who uh, was born in San Sebastián. Disfrutamos mucho de Gijón, pero esperaba que a Abel le gustase todavía más a Vilés. Okay, so we've got another nice subjunctive to talk about here. Disfrutamos mucho de Gijón. We enjoyed uh, Gijón lots, pero esperaba que a Abel le gustase todavía más Aviles. So I was hoping that Abel would like Aviles even more. Okay, so let's just talk about this because we've got esperar que and esperar que is another of our triggers for the subjunctive. In this case, it makes gusta or uh, gustaba in, in the imperfect become gustase. The alternative to this, Anabel, would have been? Gustara. Mm-hmm. So, esperaba que Abel le gustara todavía más Aviles. So, I was hoping that Abel would like Aviles even more than Gijón. Especialmente porque íbamos allí por él. So, especially because we were going there for him. And there's a, a rare case when por actually means for. It's on <laughs> his account. We were going there for him. Yo... 
Obviamente, habría preferido ir a Oviedo, la capital, pero como sus abuelos maternos eran del equipo de la Vilés, a mi marido le hacía ilusión comprar una camiseta en su honor. Okay, this is a really long sentence. Let's look at the first part of it. Victoria says, yo, obviamente, habría preferido ir a Oviedo, la capital. So there we've got another example of uh, the, the alternative version of our first sentence, habría plus our past participle. So that would be the conditional perfect. If it's a conditional, something is a conditional, we're going to be looking at a would in there. So I, obviously, would have preferred to go to Oviedo, the capital. Habría preferido. It's the conditional of our auxiliary verb haber and then the past participle. I would have preferred to go to Oviedo. Pero, como sus abuelos maternos eran del equipo de la Vilés, a mi marido le hacía ilusión comprar una camiseta en su honor. Ok. Como sus abuelos maternos eran del equipo de la Vilés. If you're ser del equipo de algo, it means that you follow or you support a particular team. In this case, como sus abuelos maternos eran del equipo de la Vilés. But since his maternal grandparents were Aviles supporters, a mi marido le hacía ilusión comprar una camiseta en su honor. So to my husband, uh, it did him illusion, uh, excited him, uh, comprar una camiseta en su honor, to buy a football shirt in their honor. So he wanted to buy a football shirt in honor of his maternal grandparents um, who were supporters of Aviles. Parece que Abel es de fútbol, ¿no? Sí, sí, sí. Es, es futbolero. Eso es. Es futbolero. Y en cambio, Victoria no es futbolera. Exacto. So we remember that phrase, ser de algo, es de fútbol, he is very into football, or using the adjective form, es futbolero, uh, he is uh, someone keen on football. And we're talking about soccer here for our American listeners. Ok, Annabel, let's finish this part off. Solo podía cruzar los dedos para que allí hubiese algo más que un estadio de fútbol. <laughs> so, I could only cross my fingers. Solo podía cruzar los dedos. And there we see another example of when we don't personalize parts of the body. Cross the fingers. Well, it's unlikely that Victoria was going to cross someone else's fingers, basically. <laughs> so, solo podía cruzar los dedos para que allí, for there to be... Para que allí hubiese algo más, something more, que un estadio de fútbol, than a football stadium. So I just needed to cross my fingers uh, in the hope that there would be something more than a, a football stadium. Let's think about that subjunctive there, hubiese, another subjunctive. And again, it could have been hubiera. And it's following the para que hubiese, but it also, well, para que always takes the subjunctive, but it also has this idea of hoping. She was hoping that there would be uh, something more than a football stadium there. Um, because as, as Annabel said, no es muy de fútbol. Okay, vamos a tomarnos un cafecito y ya estaremos de vuelta muy pronto. Mm. 
we wanted to let you know that there's a premium version of the Travel Diaries course and this includes a set of lesson notes where you'll be able to read the text from each of the diaries and uh, work through the vocabulary and any explanations that we've provided. There's also a video version of the text where we've left space for you to repeat the words and phrases used, giving you an opportunity to practice your speaking and your pronunciation. For more information about this, head to coffeebreakacademy.com. Okay, so Abel and uh, Victoria have now arrived in Aviles, and let's find out what they did. Lo primero que hicimos, por supuesto, fue ir al estadio de fútbol a por la camiseta. I love this because there's lots to talk about here. Lo primero que hicimos, por supuesto, the first thing that we did, of course, uh, so a nice preterite tense there, hicimos, fue ir al estadio de fútbol, was to go to the football stadium, a por la camiseta. So they're going there to get the, the football shirt. Okay, but Anabel, a por. Why do we need two uh, prepositions there? Well, actually, we like don't need them. <laughs> <laughs> but you Spaniards like to put them in, don't you? Yes. <laughs> Let's uh, drop in this example. Let's drop al estadio de fútbol. So we have ir a por la camiseta. Yeah. In Spain, we are going to say ir a por something. So, for example, ir a por agua. But in the rest of Latin America, mm, this preposition a is not used at all. So in most other Spanish-speaking countries, you would simply say uh, ir por la camiseta or mm -hmm. ir por agua. I'm going to get some water. Voy por agua. But in Spain, you double your preposition. You put in an a and a por because you're going to somewhere and what you're going for, you're going for the water, something like that. Yes. <laughs> you may have heard us use in the past, vamos a por ello. Let's get to it. Let's, you know, go to let, go to the start of the lesson. Let's get the lesson started. Vamos a por ello. And it's that same idea. But I remember seeing that in one of the episodes of Coffee Break English with Maria. And she just laughed because she had never heard this. Vamos a por ello. She was like, vamos a por ello? Why are you going a por ello? <laughs> so here, the first thing that we did, of course, was to go to, this, to the football stadium a por la camiseta to get the, the football shirt. But we don't need to say a por, we can just say por. Después, nos dedicamos a ver la ciudad y no me defraudo. I like this. It's a great expression. Después nos dedicamos a ver la ciudad. Afterwards, we, uh, we dedicated ourselves to seeing the city. Literally, we spent the time that we, we concentrated on seeing the city. Y no me defraudó. So defraudar a alguien is to disappoint someone. Literally, to defraud someone. Sí, así es. Todo era precioso. Y los dulces fueron mi perdición. Uh, so everything was, was literally precious. It was beautiful. Y los dulces fueron mi perdición. If, some, if something is your, your perdición, it's your perdition, it's, uh, it's the thing that ruins you. It's my ruin, I think we would say in English. Los dulces fueron mi perdición. Uh, the, the sweets, the, the, the candy, were my ruin. Mm -hmm. 
de camino al palacio de Balsera, vi una pastelería de ensueño. So, on the way, on the walk to the Palacio de Balsera, I saw una pastelería de ensueño. We've seen this de ensueño before, last time. I saw a, a cake shop to die for, de ensueño. Mm -hmm. Creo que me gasté allí lo mismo que Abel en la camiseta de la vilesa. So, I think I spent there the same that Abel spent on the Aviles football shirt. Me gasté allí lo mismo que Abel en la camiseta del Aviles. So, I spent there the same as Abel on the football shirt of Aviles. Perfecto. Pues ahora vamos a volver a escuchar el texto y esta vez, como siempre, esperamos que uh, pues hayamos entendido un poco más. Había más cosas que nos hubiese gustado ver en las tres, pero no pudimos quedarnos más tiempo. Así que tomamos rumbo a Gijón tan pronto como desayunamos. Allí vimos la iglesia de San Lorenzo y las termas romanas. Automáticamente me entraron ganas de ir a un spa. Antes de marcharnos vimos el casco antiguo y el elogio del horizonte, una escultura de chillida al lado del mar. Disfrutamos mucho de Gijón, pero esperaba que a Abel le gustase todavía más Avilés, especialmente porque íbamos allí por él. Yo, obviamente, habría preferido ir a Oviedo, la capital. Pero como sus abuelos maternos eran del equipo de la Vilés, a mi marido le hacía ilusión comprar una camiseta en su honor. Solo podía cruzar los dedos para que allí hubiese algo más que un estadio de fútbol. Lo primero que hicimos, por supuesto, fue ir al estadio de fútbol a por la camiseta. Después nos dedicamos a ver la ciudad y no me defraudó. Todo era precioso y los dulces fueron mi perdición. De camino al palacio de Balsera vi una pastelería de ensueño. Creo que me gasté allí lo mismo que Abel en la camiseta de la Vilés. Ya está. Well, I'm glad that uh, Victoria was able to find a little more than just the football in Aviles to, to entertain her. And indeed, these uh, pastelerías and these dulces um, certainly seem to please her. So very pleased. Of course, if you would like to get more out of this, we can't quite offer you pastelerías delivered to your door, but we can offer you a full course with uh, lots of help to help you get into this language in more detail. And in this episode, we will do a little more explanation of these imperfect subjunctives in the notes. So if you'd like to get access to the notes and indeed the video version, which will help you practice your pronunciation by following along and reading aloud the, the words and phrases in, in each diary entry, 
then you can do so at the Coffee Break Academy. That's at coffeebreakacademy.com. And of course, don't forget to check out our Instagram account where you can see photos of some of the places visited by Abel and Victoria on their journey through the north of Spain. You can find that at Coffee Break Languages. Just search for Coffee Break Languages on Instagram. We will be back next time with the eighth episode in our series and we're looking forward to that. In the meantime, as ever, let us know what you think. Leave a, a review if you'd like to and we would love to see what you think about this this course, this series of, of our travel diaries and indeed all our Coffee Break Spanish lessons. Como siempre, muchas gracias, Anabel. Gracias a ti y a vosotros. Y hasta la próxima. Adiós. Chao. You have been listening to a production of the Coffee Break Academy for the Radiolingua Network. Copyright 2020, Radiolingua Limited. Recording copyright 2020, Radiolingua Limited. All rights reserved.